0: Good afternoon and welcome to Talking Business. I'm Tracey Jones and this afternoon I'm joined in the studio by Ben Calder of the Centre for Integral Health in Shrewsbury. Oh, welcome to the show. We started off with a bit of a riot there from the Kaiser Chiefs and really sort of setting the uh, scene for the music choices. Um, ben, my guest today, um, gave me a rather fantastic playlist. Um, a few of them haven't quite made the cut because um, uh, the station editors thought perhaps it uh, might, might put people <laughs> off their lunches <laughs> <Yeah>. perhaps. <But laughs> thank you, with the, you get the idea, it's going to be a bit
1: lively, some of the music choices. Yeah, sure, definitely. It's nice to have something to inspire you.
0: So Ben, uh, I introduced you as being from the Centre for Integral Health in Shrewsbury. Tell us more about that and what you
1: do. Yeah, sure. So we're uh, one of the only integral health centres actually in the country, uh, there's very few that are, are working with an integral model to look at proper integration between kind of conventional medicine, NHS and so on, and non-conventional medicine, which is uh, what a lot of people would term as the complementary side of things.
0: So can you go into a little bit more detail for those who perhaps don't uh, aren't aware of this, this term integral, what it actually means and how it works?
1: Yeah, so it's a theoretical basis that was developed by an American philosopher that looks at why things fit together. So we're not just talking about uh, uh, things such as uh, medicine, we're looking at art, we're looking at literature, we're looking at politics, we're looking at economics and it's been used in so many different fields but it helps to understand why there can be different approaches to things that all have validity and how they all work together in different areas and what they're, they're actually doing is representing different ideas that Uh, are from different spectrums of our reality so as we experience life it's not just all black and white, it's not all just objective it's not all individual, there are subjective aspects and there are cultural aspects and so it's uh, it's looking at how to actually put all those together in a way that makes sense.
0: And you have a collective of therapists that work from your centre. What sort of therapies do, do you and they work on? Yeah.
1: So we have about 20 therapists at the moment working from the really overt physical stuff, things like physiotherapy, uh, body massage, Bowen technique, kinesiology, into the kind of more what we would class as a subtle energy uh, treatments, all the way through into things like counselling, psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, And then we also run classes and workshops on everything from physical body stuff. So we have one-to-one yoga. We have uh, qigong and push hands. We also do things like laughter yoga. uh, And then we have things like poetry, healing, mindfulness, meditation. So we do a whole range of, of training and workshops to help both the public and professionals to develop themselves and become more integral in their health.
0: Sounds fantastic. So where can people find you, first of all, physically? And where can they find more details about you online?
1: Yeah, physically, we are on St. Austin Friars in Shrewsbury, which is uh, right next to the Sixth Form College. So uh, right near the town centre. And online, we are at integralhealthshrewsbury.com.
0: And there's a nice little video on there uh, on the website giving a little tour of, and a little bit of an idea of some of the therapists that work at your place.
1: Absolutely. We were very lucky to have Aaron Childs from Painted Life Productions do a beautiful film for us and uh, he's a fantastic director, very talented and he really helped us uh, realise a good vision for the centre with the film.
0: Okay, well we're going to play one of your first um, choices and why did you choose this one, Marmosets?
1: Yeah, well they're an up and coming young band, they've got a lot of vibrancy, they a lot of energy Uh, and actually I I think they just do a a brilliant performance and you know I love the music it's very inspiring.
0: So I'm talking today to Ben from the Centre for Integral Health in Shrewsbury Um, and my the question that I've got to ask you is um, a lot of therapists are quite happy renting rooms from other people why have you got your own centre what was it that drove you to to run your own Um, bricks-and-mortar centre.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a a few factors that kind of came together with that. Uh, Part of it was circumstantial. The the treatment centre I had been working in for the previous five years was uh, changing its direction quite significantly and wasn't in line with where I wanted to go. And at the same time, I was really kind of getting into uh, integral theory and integral philosophy. And I knew that if I stayed where I was, then I wouldn't actually be representing what I believed in quite so much. So I decided that I could either uh, leave and go and live in Bali and do something completely off the wall, uh, or or I could stay and, and kind of open my own space. And I could really see that there's a, a strong need and, a, and an increasing need for real, healthy uh, rational integration between conventional NHS-style medicine and the complementary world because there's so much that both of them have to offer. There's so much good that they both do, but they're both partial models. And without each other, they're nowhere near as complete and they can't do as much good without each other. So the idea was to create a space where we could begin to bring that integration into Shrewsbury. You know, Shrewsbury's a town I love. I've been there for 15 years and you know, I really enjoy living there. And, and so what better place to start than at home Really, rather than kind of grand ideas of being anywhere else,
0: and the building itself is quite an unusual story. The backstory for your actual building, tell us about that yeah, and how sure. it came to be where it actually is now.
1: Yeah, so it was uh, built in the uh, the eighteen fifties originally, and was the headmaster's uh, building for the grammar school in Shrewsbury, which is now the Sixth Form College. And uh, it's owned by uh, Morrison Company, who are a, a big landowner in Shrewsbury. And when they wanted to extend their offices, uh, it was a listed building, and uh, they actually had permission to take the entire building down so that they could extend their offices and make them in keeping with their original building. Uh, and then they moved it uh, only a uh, hundred yards to where we are on St Austin Friars, had it rebuilt brick by brick. Uh, uh, so it's a perfect replica. It's the exact replica of what it was. So.
0: It's a. It's a amazing because it, to think that it's been moved it, it looks well just it looks completely intact it's an amazing yep. job to move yeah. it but there's there's things afoot aren't there um you, you're actually wanting to change the building a little more to make it work more for the the services that you want to offer yeah sure So you so want to kn- what, knock down a wall is that yeah. right?
1: <laughs> we're lovingly remove that we're we're aiming for but uh, partly because the training space that we use at the moment is restricted in a way uh, because of this wall. So what we're going to do is, is uh, take down the wall and it gives us about 40% more space, which means that in terms of the, the number of people that we can have in to do any particular class or workshop or lecture is going to increase, but it also increases the range of services we can offer and gives us a, a, a greater chance of being able to invite higher profile speakers and teachers to our actually be able to come and lecture on health and be able to give the people of Shrewsbury and and Shropshire and surrounding areas a much richer experience of health because of it.
0: You've got a really interesting project on the go and the way that you're going to fund lovingly removing this wall. Um, So much so, we're going to give it plenty of airtime later on. But I'm I'm interested in this loving removal of the wall because one of your areas of expertise is is, um, geopathic stress consultancy, is that right? I forgot the phrasing right. What impact is it going to have on the building if you remove one of its
1: walls? I mean, that's a really good question, actually. It's something that's often not considered within a house renovation. If you put something in or take something out, does it change it? Because all materials have absorbency, all have degrees of reflection about them. So it, it would alter the energy of a building. Now, thankfully for us, because, you know, all of that was, uh, carefully investigated and everything within the building is set up to make sure that it enhances the energy, it's actually only going to enhance it because it's going to give us a bigger freedom of, of air moving around and you know, from a basic feng shui point of view, any time that energy isn't flowing around a building or there's clutter or there's anything that constricts it it actually uh, creates stagnation in the energy, or the classic uh, sha in in feng shui which is just bad energy, it's kind of like stinky grot and if you can think like a a pile of clothes on the floor that's been there for weeks or or like a pile of paperwork (laughs) that, you know, you just don't go near. There's something about it that just leaves it feeling kind of like, and when you move it, everything feels better. So uh, and the room that we're not using, really, uh, that we're going to take this wall down to get access to uh, almost has that quality to it. So it's the least energised space within the centre. So once we take it down, it's actually going to increase the the fullness and the richness of the energy that's there. So it's going to be really good.
0: So for anybody that's not heard of that sort of service that you do, Mm -hmm. can you explain it reasonably briefly as to what people might expect if they hired you to do some geopathic stress consulting?
1: Yeah sure so generally it comes because people feel there's something odd about the house they don't feel well when they're there or there's an atmosphere and air about it and I use a mixture of kinesiology and dowsing techniques to assess the energy and find out if there are lines or spots of energy that are having a detrimental effect and then I work out what the solutions are to be able to uh, neutralize or redirect that.
0: OK, so if you just feel there's something not quite right, or your house isn't selling, even though it looks beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> or your staff are getting sick, even though there's no sure, particular reason absolutely. for it. absolutely.
1: Or if you're a landlord of a, a property and you've just had a massive turnover of tenants, you know, you can never get anybody to stay for long. It's often geopathic stress behind it.
0: OK, we'll have some more of your music now. Queens of the Stone Age, what, why, why did you choose uh, Fairweather Friends?
1: Uh, it's just a, a hilarious song about the idea that... Uh, uh, you know, there are people that just don't stick around through the hard times, and uh, you know, they don't wait to, to get through into the good times, and they don't support you when you need it. And, you know, as a health practitioner, that's something that supporting people in the tough times is really important, and uh, just great guitar work as well. Josh Holmes, amazing, so why not?
0: And if you'd like to be a guest on the show in the future, or if you have any news stories or business related events that you'd like to share, then please do get in touch. Email info at callonfm.com or telephone 01978 293 or you can connect with me on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash talking business, Calon FM. Um, ben is a centre and are you on Facebook and Twitter and all the yes, other social are media indeed. So, where can people find you uh,
1: Facebook we're Integral Health Shrewsbury and at Integral Shoes on Twitter and uh, you can find me personally at Integral Patterning with Ben Calder on Facebook and at Benji Calder on Twitter
0: right so you, you're you're well represented on social media and actually if you go and have a look on Twitter now th- there's a vast stream of tweets about coming onto the show so thank you very much you have retweeted all of those yeah. okay so you've got your, your centre now how mm. long have you had the, the actual bricks and mortar centre? So
1: that's just 18 months now. 18 months, yeah. Little baby
0: But you've been a therapist and you, you've been in this world for quite yeah, a lot professionally for 12 years now yeah. But interested for quite a lot. Over 20, yeah Okay, so when you look on the website at your vast list of qualifications. How, how did you start? What did you start training in initially?
1: Yeah, I mean, the first thing that I actually picked up was an NLP practitioner's diploma and uh, was lucky enough at the time to be uh, working with uh, a disaffected youth at a youth centre down in Dorset uh, and a visionary uh, youth centre manager who convinced uh, uh, Dorset County Council to pay for 20 of us to do a, a nine-month residential every you know month we'd go away and do a practitioner programme. Fantastic. And, and it was incredible. It was really deep. So yeah.
0: So you started with that. And how did you then progress through all of the other um, skills and, yeah, yeah. and therapies that you've got now?
1: I mean, the interest in the kind of the qigong and the energy work and, and some of the stuff had been there for quite a long time. And then I was happy uh, enough to, to be at a lecture by a lady called Sue Lilly, who's uh, now based over in, in Powers her and her partner, Simon. And uh, they did a, a lecture called Hacking Your Body's Computer, which was all about kinesiology and ways of actually getting in to work out all the bugs and the bits that aren't working uh, and how to get stuff working better and, and you know it was really fascinating and I, I went up to her afterwards and said I've got these problems going on right now do you think you can help <laughs> and she said sit down and let's find out and, uh, and that kind of approach to it uh, really intrigued me so I then kind of had kinesiology work done and uh, the lady who I was seeing for that at the time uh, was a little bit nutty you know mumbling and wiggling my arm around and it didn't really make a lot of sense but I was seeing improvements in my health and my well-being that couldn't be explained any other way so uh, I decided to put myself on a, a course to see if I can learn a little bit more about it and uh, and, and almost the rest is history I, I found a real affinity for the kinesiology and and then everything else that came out of that my interests uh, you know to me were just other areas that I thought ah oh, I don't know enough about that yet but that's relevant and ah oh, I don't know enough about this yet and that's relevant and so I just took myself off in all of these directions to kind of fill in the blanks every time I found another blank basically.
0: I take it you you like to learn yeah it? you're definitely. a lifelong learner aren't yeah
1: you? yeah every moment every day.
0: So what do you find that you do mostly at the moment so if somebody sits down you've got a very intricate integrative approach, yeah. but is this a particular approach that you favour over others?
1: Yeah, so the, the kinesiology is always the, the guiding vessel, as it were, because Using the muscle testing that we do in kinesiology, we're asking the person's body for information about what needs to be changed, what needs to be added, what needs to be taken away to improve the quality of life they're experiencing. So, and it doesn't matter then whether I'm incorporating some kind of vibrational essence work, whether it's diet and nutrition work, whether it's structural work through something like Bowen technique, uh, whether it's color therapy, whether it's psychotherapy, you know, uh, and even if it's not something I do, we can actually start. identify it and then we can refer out uh, and make sure people are seeing the right people for what's really uh, going on for them underneath the obvious.
0: The only thing is uh, that your approach I I wholeheartedly believe in but it's not a common approach is it so do you have to take a lot of time to explain to people what your approach is and how, how beneficial it is?
1: No, I don't find that I need to take a lot of time to do it. I think most people when they, when they come and see a practitioner know that something's wrong and know that something needs changing and for whatever reason they're going to trust you to do that whether or not it's because they've heard of the tools that you use or they've had a recommendation about you as an individual and they will be open to that and you can just explain bit by bit why you're choosing what you're choosing which is always directed by them anyway so nobody's ever doing anything that isn't right for them but rather than spending a lot of time trying to justify what it is we're doing it's better to just say okay this is what's coming up next and so we're going to do this and then let's see how you are following it
0: so you're um, led by the person's problem not by the type of therapy that you're choosing to work
1: with definitely not no because again each therapeutic approach uh, just as the integral model would highlight uh, is complete within itself, but is partial, and that's why there are so many different therapeutic approaches, and why you might get some benefit from one, some benefit from another. It's not that one is better or one is worse; it's that each has its appropriate place. So, knowing what to use in what situation is the the real key to the success here.
0: Um, what I'd like to know now, Ben, is what it is that makes you tick. What? What's- gets you going and music quite clearly has got a big part to yeah, play in definitely. this but well what would you say how would you define what it is that inspires you?
1: I think in a, in a way life is in itself a, a great inspiration I've, I've always been a, a really big people watcher I mean I can think back even into school just finding people being fascinating what they do how they do it what they choose to do and, and just uh, how things can change I mean e- even in secondary school my my kind of uh, GCSE work experience week I, I went and uh, did a week uh, in a school as a teacher and uh, and went you know at university and trained to, to be a teacher as well and just found the idea that something that you do or say could make a change in somebody's life that would actually be be massive you know and and you know as I've uh, as I matured through the the, the teenage and, and early 20s realizing that the, the best version of that is is to do something that's actually going to put a positive change in and be motivational and you know to try and be a good model as well. Because there's no doubt about it, we've all got our uh, foibles, we've all got our issues, we've all got our problems, we've all got our challenges. But how can I be that will actually, if I go into a supermarket or I walk down the street, just the the way I walk or the way I smile or, or the words I say to people, how is that actually going to improve their day? because what i you know and again it's always that reflection isn't it what i would really want is for somebody who's walking down the street towards me to improve my day by by how they are so it's it's kind of Uh, trying to be that healthy model but without there being any of the kind of uh, spiritual bypassing idea of only focusing on the positive or only seeing things in positive terms you know we've got to acknowledge that sometimes things just suck you know and (laughs) things are difficult and, and horrible and we might have a really bad day but it's then going okay so what can I do about it you know acknowledge it be with it and then decide okay well what can I do right now uh, and quite often for me music is an answer so you know I, I play guitar as well and uh, uh, or some qigong or go for a walk in nature or you know just do something that's going to change your state change where you are and you know the the human being is such a fascinating creature in that way and that you know even to a degree you know you can be looking through something on social media and there'll be a, a meme or a picture or something that comes up and, and it can change you from being in a space of you know down in the dumps and grotty and, and just not doing very well to feeling really good and you know uh, and if you allow yourself to view life in that way i think that life is a lot easier stuff still hurts but it bothers you less
0: you're an interesting balance here because your, your choice of music today is, is is quite rocky but then obviously you, you threw in the the gentle foo fighters and then it, you know your center is a an oasis of calm yeah thanks. and so you've got these two extremes going on is that something that you find is one an outlet for the you know, you, you let off steam with the music, or is it just a natural balance for you?
1: Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, I know that as a as a late teenager and an early twenty something, uh, I, I was a very angry character. I was I wasn't an aggressive character, but I, I had a lot of anger inside, and I found that being able to go out and dance to rock music allowed uh, a vessel for that to come through but uh, certainly in more recent years working with uh, sort of uh, Ken Wilber and, and, uh, and Carl Jung's shadow uh, work and understanding that we are these two halves anyway there's always that shadow side of us the, the disowned, disapprove of unloved parts of ourselves that we don't like and they're the bits that we see reflected in everybody and everything that we don't like and the healthiest thing we can do is to try and make that unconscious side of us self-conscious so uh, and that's where integral really lies as well it's everything has a place everything has a, has a validity and you know Carolyn Miss talks a lot about uh, with archetypes which are again a Jungian idea the archetypes are neutral within themselves they have a uh, positive qualities and they have negative qualities and it's about how we associate with them so it's actually just allowing all of that to be allowed you know it's these are parts of me and I don't need to disown them or get rid. Of them, and you know anybody that's done any good kind of Zen non-dual meditation or know that you can't get rid of anything. You know, you, if we kind of ask to speak to the uh, parts of the ego or any part of the self in twenty years, no matter how much therapy you've done, they will be there. You know, and it's about having a healthy relationship with all those parts of ourselves. <laughs>
0: And uh, you mentioned shadow work. Uh, You've actually got a workshop coming up where you're doing some work on the shadow. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, so uh, again, shadow work is one of those things and often is that something that comes about because you need to sort something out because I need to sort something out and uh, learning to kind of uh, do some shadow work taught me why other people and other things wind me up why I lose my energy to them, why I'm bothered by them, and and how to reclaim that so that I'm, you know, I can be informed by them, I can see if somebody's uh, behaving like an idiot or, or doing something that isn't healthy, but it no longer affects me, it just informs me. and and that process doesn't just go for negative stuff either it actually goes for positive so the reason that we don't think that we're beautiful or the reason that we don't think that we're organised you know and we idolise people who are oh they're so wonderful they're so great at this is because that's another part of our shadow that's actually being uh, dissociated and disowned and so uh, the workshop is there to actually teach people how to take back that energy for themselves so they don't waste the energy and they can walk around as a more whole and more complete person
0: and it's a full-on course it's two full days yeah isn't that's it, right yeah? and it's in shrewsbury Yep. all the details on your website
1: absolutely events page on integralhealthshrewsbury.com.
0: okay now it's this time of the show where i'm going to ask you what your challenges are ben and i i sort of briefly alluded at the beginning to this project to lovingly remove your wall i do like that phrase so much better than knocking down Is that part of the challenge? Do you have other challenges going on for you at the moment?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, with the centre, you know, it's still a new baby. We're 18 months in. And uh, one of the things I realised before Christmas is that as a... uh, as a therapist, as a professional therapist, 12 years experience, like thousands and thousands of hours of client time, I'm a really bad venue manager. So it, it's been a really interesting challenge to learn where my blockages are on there, learn where my limitations are, and then and then have to look at areas that I'm not very good at and, and try and develop ways of managing those or finding people that can help me manage those uh, in a, a positive and constructive way
0: so how are you getting round these challenges then because you're know, fairly new 18 months in in the business you're not perhaps a natural centre manager but we often go into things that we're we're not naturally good at but find that we can Find a way to become very good at it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, one of my big problems is I'm not very good at asking for help sometimes. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, but thankfully, um, uh, I've got a, a very good pair of friends in uh, Margaret Carter and Jenny Whittam of uh, Patchwork Pate who uh, uh, very clearly helped me to, to see a few bits that needed doing. And, and of course, they introduced me to you, which, uh, you know, w- without which, quite honestly, you know, it, uh, uh, being able to just speak to somebody who's got a different eye, uh, somebody who, And also can respectfully just say, okay, this is what you're doing well. This is what needs looking at, but in a way that makes you feel like it's okay, so you don't feel criticised by it. And you know, for, from you and, and Denise and, and Margaret and Jenny, I really appreciate that kind of perspective. Uh, and and finding people that are actually good at the things that you're not, you know, I know loads yeah. of therapists, and they're really good at therapy, um, but I don't know so many people who are good business people and good business development people. So you know, that in itself was a challenge.
0: So let's go on to this crowdfunding because. Yeah, to me, this is something um, that's fairly new on, in, in my uh, own awareness. And when you started this project, I, I went away and did a bit of reading. Cause I thought I don't really know how this works. Yeah. You've got a project in order to raise some money to lovingly remove the wall from yep. your space yep. so that it becomes a bet- better space. Um, tell me about it and how it works.
1: I mean, Crowdfunder UK, who are the agent we're using, are one of uh, a number of different uh, crowdfunding organisations where they basically give you a platform to put a bid in for something that you want to do. So, we're looking to raise £5,000 to remove our wall. And... We offer rewards that people can pledge for and bid for. So, everything from free therapy sessions to massages to workshops to all sorts of stuff. And uh, once they've bid for those, then that money gets reserved. So, once we get to our target and we only have six weeks to do it, then the money gets drawn from the people who've pledged uh, and then we get to receive it. Now, if we don't make our target of £5,000 in six weeks, we don't get a penny and nobody gets charged.
0: Yeah, so the money doesn't get taken from them, and it's not like you could just be £10 short of your target. You've got to make the whole amount. That's the interesting thing, and the time limit as well. So... Um, I would imagine that that causes a a certain amount of um, adrenaline to flow.
1: (laughs) It's certainly very motivational, and and I think this is part of it. And we did quite a bit of research on why to use Crowdfunder UK and uh, what the optimum time for crowdfunding bids is and where the most success is found and so on, which is why we've got a six-week campaign going on. Uh, And so it, it makes quite a bit of difference to just have an ongoing rolling campaign that just goes until you make the money. It's difficult to keep that motivation up, and also from a business point of view, I don't want to wait two years, three years until I can do this project. I want to get this done now. We've got things that we want to do, and the sooner we can get it done, and, and we tried to find funding through uh, more conventional routes, and and just weren't able to do that. So, uh, you know, we we want to do this, and I'm the kind of guy that when I want to do something, I want to do it, and you know, I don't like hanging around for stuff. Let's get on and let's do the steps and let's make it happen.
0: And you've put quite a lot of things in place before you actually. Started started the project so you knew um, how it was going to pan out in terms of you had um, certain rewards lined up and you've got events lined up for towards the end Um, and you'd even contacted people and said please make a pledge on the first day because that helps. So planning I assume is is key to um, actually doing a crowdfunding project.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd say you need at least three months planning before start date and you need almost like a a month of pre-media before you go live to get people ready for it as well. But, you know, really understand the platform you're wanting to use and what you're trying to achieve and make that as clear as possible. So, you know, it's saleable basically. Uh, You know, we're asking people to to give money for something and we want to give them good reason to do it. Uh, And the nice thing about having the rewards system within Crowdfunder is that for most of it, you're going to get something back from it. It's not just that you're going to give money and you're never going to see a benefit from it. You know, I mean, one of our rewards is to have a year's worth of free Qigong classes. So, I mean, it's worth about 250 quid. I know,
0: amazing. If I lived a bit closer, that, that was on my uh, hit list. Yeah. The, actually, a year's worth of transport to come down to do the <laughs> Qigong classes would have been useful as well. Sure. So, yeah, I think that from a point of view of somebody actually pledging money, it's yeah. really useful as well because you see you're not going to give the money (laughs) Yeah. And it just go into a pot and you know, you yep. never hear again because yep. it's only going to happen if all that money gets there. So yep. you know that your money is is ring-fenced yeah. for that project.
1: Yeah, and it can't be sidelined. It can't be taken away for other stuff. It's, it's what it's for and that's what we have to use it for. So it's really nice in that way so that people will be able to come and see the building once we've had it done and they'll know that they're part of the reason why there's more space for more people to come and get more health benefit.
0: Though it might be a little bit early to ask you this um, because it, you've not finished yours yet but would you recommend it as a, an option for people to consider if they were looking to raise funds?
1: Yeah definitely I mean we've in the first week we've raised over 1100 already in pledges and if you uh, if you compare some of the other projects that are out there as well it's a very successful way of working I mean the, uh, the Flow Hive uh, crowdfunding bid that was looking to raise uh, £700,000 to develop uh, a, a brand new type of beehive they raised over a million in the first 24 hours uh, wow. and by the end of the first week they'd have got three and a half million so uh, as a potential if you've got a really good project to go for and you know bands are doing it community centers are doing it all sorts of people are doing it then there's a really good chance that that people will and if you've got good rewards as well I mean hey you know yeah. it's getting something back uh, then there's a really good chance you can be successful but planning is a big key
0: Okay, well, I really look forward to hearing how you get on. Thank you. Um, And we we were just discussing before that you perhaps come on and be a regular. a guest on the Diet, Health and Fitness Show with Denise and myself. I'd love it. So you can uh, you can update us on the crowdfunder then and all about the the wall uh, loving removal. I, I imagine one one brick at a time being taken down and you say thank you to it. Yeah, <laughs> Put sure. it put it somewhere tidy. Dust it off <laughs>
1: and you know package it up. You know nice wrapping. Yeah.
0: Oh, perhaps you can sell the bricks on somebody yeah, else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well that's that's about all we've got time for. I we've got time for one more song. I thought we'd have time for loads more, but there we go. Uh, Alison Chains and Rooster so that's the one we're finishing on it's one of your choices Ben why this one
1: Uh, there's just something about the the line in there that uh, uh, you know we've come to kill the rooster but he ain't gonna die so (laughs) uh, you know never give up
0: OK, well, just remind everybody where they find your centre and where they can find you online. As yeah, well.
1: so we're uh, St Austin Friars in Shrewsbury and it's integralhealthshrewsbury.com. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much to Ben for joining me in the studio Thanks, today. Tracy. I hope you all enjoyed listening to the show and that you'll tune in again next week for Talking Business on Callan FM